This is the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden, Keaton, and Caden. This podcast is for Latter-day Saints who find themselves running a bit late. Each episode, we discuss the weekly Come Follow Me lesson to keep ourselves prepared for our Sunday worship and awake in class. So whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we're just happy that you're here. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week here at the Later Day Pod. Uh, we love you. Yeah, is it officially December? It is officially December. Mm-hmm. So, very Christmas exciting time. time. We yes. sang Christmas music uh, in our sacrament meeting today. That's always a, a momentous occasion, Same. the first time you sing a Christmas song of the year. The uh, the organist in our ward, he's great. I, I think he's got some kind of like Irish accent. I th- I'm pretty sure that's where he's from originally. But yeah, he for before the last verse of every song, he plays the... Um, not coda like the ending uh line just before we start and uh it's always it's pretty epic so when he did it with the christmas songs i was like oh yeah <laughs> nice this is it joy to the world it's officially christmas i finished my first carton of eggnog drank it right from the carton oh dude that's the way to do it jealous there's some people yeah there's some people in the world that do not like eggnog and uh i feel sorry for them me too have you ever tried to make your own homemade eggnog i just why why would i bother there's such good stuff out there already like why ruin that's true i was just gonna say don't because it turned out terribly for me it's eggnog with i I did it wrong i cooked it for too long and so because there's eggs of oh, course like in coagulated it, chunkies in that's my dude so <laughs> i still drank all of it because i was like i made this i need to deal with it but uh, it was a bad You drank experience. all of it? I do not I would have dealt with it by pouring it down the yeah, drain. Yeah, you have a toilet or a sink <laughs> like, for a reason. I was committed. Dude. I was committed to my project, oh my and goodness. I had to... Well, uh, it, it still tasted okay. I'll pick your battles. The nutmeg was a little strong, but... The family who used to do a, an eggnog party in our ward every year, they wouldn't even make eggnog. All they did was buy eggnog and throw it in a blender with like a it was like 50 percent vanilla ice cream 50 percent eggnog and they just blend that crap up what? oh so good <laughs> yeah come try a fresh eggnog that's awesome yeah hopefully uh everyone's excited to you know get back into their christmas traditions as well as to remember the spot jesus christ has in our lives during this period of time yeah jesus christ would have liked eggnog oh i'm sure so just so you know well, that's the other thing with this time of year. The church has started the uh, Light the World campaign again. So that's always a fun side project that keeps our mind on Christ and it centered in our lives. Yeah, did you watch that? Yeah, uh, the video, video is, yeah, it's really great. Like, it's long. It's 18 minutes. Yeah, we should we should uh, link that video, actually, later. Yeah, let's do it's that. It's a good, um, good video. I'll drop a link in the... You're definitely really right. Like, that was... I, yeah, I just 17, love how authentic minute video it is. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I can commit <laughs> yeah. to this. But it was worth it. Yeah, really, like, it It just seemed, as far as I know, like, I'm no historian by any by any sense, but it just seems like they've done it as accurate as possible so that it's just a, this is an official, you know, from any religion standpoint, what happened. This is the, the story. Nati- or during the nativity, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. I love that. This is the story of a girl. Well, it was a, a boy. Oh. Isn't that a song? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. But Nathan Christensen will know what I'm talking about. Good. Shout out. Name drop. So let's get started. 
Yeah, I was just going to say that we uh, foreshadowed this lesson by accident, I might say, uh, in our last episode, because the title of this one is God is Love. He is. Love is He. God is Love. Need we say anything more? No, but we I think that's it. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Uh, Make sure to like, review, and subscribe. Uh, Yeah. Smash that. (laughs) No, just kidding. Well, we can go into a little bit about how He is Love and what else God is, because God is far more than just love. Yeah. But uh, I think that's a blanket statement in itself, or like one of those umbrella statements where everything just falls underneath love, the concept of love. What is love? Which I heard described today as the most powerful um, thing in the universe or something. Powerful force in the universe is love. Um, that sounds like it's from a movie. I'd agree to that. It's, yeah. So this episode covers... Uh, First to third John and then Jude, and then we dive into Revelation, which should be a good time. <laughs> Yay. These are these are some good scriptures too, where th- there's Joseph Smith translation versions of it too that kinda help clarify what they're talking about. Mm. And I always appreciate a good Joseph Smith translation. So Perfect. So the first section of the lesson mm-hmm. God is light, God is love. In first John, he uses the words light and love to describe God. And then it it invites us, as we read the epistles of John, to think about what words we might add to to describe God. Yeah, well, it even says, like, in one or two words to describe God, what would they be? And this is for us to try to do without (laughs) using God is love and God is light. Yeah, anytime we say God is love in this episode, let's beep it out. Any two other words. Let's try and avoid saying God is love the whole time. <laughs> no. Or try to say it as much as possible, God is love. Well, I, and I think I think it's it's a good question to consider while you're on your drive or on your commute or just doing your studies because, like, what what would you go, go and say um, that's not God is light or God is love that's limited to that one or two? I think it's tricky because, like, the only time that I'm really talking about God in my daily life is either with my wife, Krista, and in which case we're talking about, you know, Sunday school stuff or church stuff, or I'm talking to my non-member friends, and, you know, usually it is about how God is gracious, God is loving, God is kind, that kind of thing. So it's hard. Like, it it really is central to his being because Mm -hmm. it's central to his purpose. Yeah, everything he does, right? I I like... Uh, this relates a decent bit. Um, just above in that top paragraph, one of the quotes from John four eighteen, it says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear." And I just think that's a great addition to to some of these. Is is that yeah, where there is love and where there is God, fear is gone, right? Like yeah, there is no fear. Yeah. But would you say there's godly fear? I would say that godly fear is an important thing, yeah. The 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 best kind of fear. I think, yeah, you because you can fear God yeah. out of love for him, right? Just like you would yeah, fear would your parents out of in, love. In that scripture, I'm sure they're talking about the fear of the world. Right. And, and even then, godly fear, like, as much as it is fear, it, it's also leading to change. Like, it's a conscious, yeah, it's joy, like a conscious, right? like, oh, shoot. Yeah. 
so fear is almost not like the best word mm-hmm. for it, hey? Yeah, it's more just like an awareness that you have to repent or change or yeah, whatever. I think else that it may be. that's an awesome exactly. word for it is awareness or something like like because it's more or less just fear, meaning like there's a hesitation in what you're about to do now because you're you're hesitant to make it make a decision out of that godly fear of either severing that connection with him or um displeasing him in some way i like the word awareness there i like that it asks us the question what personal experience have taught you that god is light and god is love do either of you have Mm. an experience to share it's a good one what personal experiences that god is love and god is light yeah Ooh. i mean i would have to say anytime i've repented of anything whether small or big those are always experiences that show that to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'd second that. Yeah, or uh, I guess, like, I, I'd want to go the route of, like, uh, yeah. God is light by, like, the uh, um, clarity that comes sometimes in some of the decisions I make when I've made them according to... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, an instance where, like, say, a decision I was about to make cause can be clouded, but if I just think, like, oh, well, what would like God see me do or like what would be the best way to represent God or Jesus in this instance there's like a light that comes on I guess for me and it and it's whether I take that road or not that light is still on and then it's just on me for the rest of the time to actually you know take the the high road that's clearly now lit up for me um but I can't think of like kind of illuminating yeah like I can't think of a, a specific instance right now off the top of my my head where it's like i like the repentance example mm-hmm. i think i think another example if i can think of anything again nothing like too specific but just even receiving answers to prayers like how we can tell the truth of things or we can tell that a choice we've made is right when we're praying about that choice is feeling light and love and not feeling confusion or the stupor of thought and things like that that's how we can t- that's mm-hmm. yeah so, and I know everyone receives answers differently, so that maybe that's not a universal thing, but I think broadly appro- applied, it's true. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, with with that being said, uh, do we want to move on to the, the next one here? The I I can become like Jesus Christ. Does the goal of becoming Christ-like ever seem too lofty to you? Consider John's encouraging counsel. Little children abide abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence. We shall be like him. Hmm. That was my radio show announcer. Oh, that wasn't like your general conference speaker voice. I feel like general conference is a lot slower and punctuation is a lot more punctuated. Yeah. We'll have to have an episode where we're just trying to be all in our (laughs) our best voices. We'll bring a sis... We'll bring a sister guest That'd be really on fun, for that episode actually. so she can talk to us oh. like a Relief Society president would or something. Um, so so let's let's consider um, the counsel that John just gives us here. Little children abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and we shall be like him. Um, little children, how like we hear that a lot in the scriptures where it's like uh, become like a child suffer the or children. Yeah, suffer the children. Yeah. Like, and... Meek, mild. And does it mean to actually 
yeah, be so a they child. Just I, these are two scriptures kind of cut and pasted together. So I actually would like to just go through it. So yeah, the John, First John two twenty eight says the and now little children abide in him that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. So there's that one, and then First John three two says, "Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is." Hmm. So that's kind of interesting, hey? Like we that last part, and we shall be like him. That's just one snippet of this other verse that I feel like has a lot deeper to it. For we shall see him as he is. That's cool. Like we, we will of course see him, you know, as Jesus, but we'll see him also as everything else that he is, as our friend, as our brother, all of that, as our savior. Is that just? I want to read the verse before that, but it won't open up. John, just there it is. Three one. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not. Knoweth us not. Because if we knew him not, behold, because it knew him not, hmm. yeah. I'm just looking at like what the qualification is for that. Yeah, true. I even like verse three after that, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. So even yeah, the hope of seeing the Savior, and and being like him, yeah, it, it purifies us. Hmm. Good scriptures here. Well, and I think. Well, I think that's, uh, I don't know if I'd want to say commonly known thing or just rather rather saying like, I think that's something we see in the church a lot as people um, try to live righteously or live pure. It's because the, the ultimate goal is to return to our Heavenly Father who, you know, our Heavenly Father and His Son Jesus Christ who very much are, you know, the same but different well, it's it just it's you know? interesting too that um the next section there, it says, well, it takes the Joseph Smith translation of First John four twelve, uh, no man hath seen God at any time except them who believe, and that kind of just like confirms um those verses that we just read, right? Mm-hmm. Like we when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Um, so basically if we believe in Christ, if we are diligent disciples of Christ and of the gospel, um, then when he appears, like, we will be able to see him. We will be able to, I don't think that I'll say that it says, like, we will see ourselves and we will be Jesus. I think it's more like we, the the more we get to know Christ and the more we see him in our lives, the more we are able to emulate the way that he lives. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to see ourselves. We'll be able to see him in us. We'll be able to see his love and kindness and attributes in our own lives as he appears more in them. Yeah, we'll like recognize him fully because of that. Yeah. I yeah. Well, and I was going to try to get around to that point because of the next heading like has no man seen God at any time. I kind of wanted to get into the point that like literally speaking or or I like scripturally speaking, yes, like only those who are, are of pure heart or like what, what's the exact pure thing here? Contract spirit. Except those who believe, but there is no man unless it, he be of pure heart can set his eyes upon God or something. 
um, I wanted to get into kind of what Caden was just saying there. Like, does that mean that when we see God in um, other people around us or like certain things around us that are godly or that are, um, I guess, uplifting, does that does that mean the same thing or is that completely no, different? No, I think, I mean, like, I think in the scriptures here it's talking literally. Like, you can't see God mm-hmm. or, or Jesus Christ unless you're pure. But I think that it also applies in that um, in that other sense as well, in that if you're not pure of heart, then you're not going to be recognizing that, that those positive attributes are coming from God. You'll just be like, oh, that person's really great. But as a disciple whose mind is focused on the gospel and focused on Heavenly Father and, and such, um, then when you see it, you, you see it more in a spiritual light, right? So I think it does work both mm-hmm. ways. And I think actually, Caden, I think you're you're gonna like this. This is a little bit of a callback to um, high school, and hopefully you remember this. But I think you're a good person to talk about this because we um, we once talked a lot about the bacon principle. Do you remember what the bacon principle Be is, Caden? The bacon. Nope. Or it's see the bacon. See the bacon. Do you remember that? Hold on, I know that it's a, a YouTube skit. Yeah, so you you did a, a like a monologue in drama about seeing the bacon and everything, and so basically, the moral is, if you look at a pig, you see this like fat, disgusting, like muddy, sloppy looking thing who's munching or chowing down on whatever you put in front of him. He's rolling around in mud and his own like feces or whatever. But if you look past that, you can see that that is the origin of bacon. Right? And so, like, there's bacon in that muddy, swampy, like, poopy monster mess that's going on there. There's bacon somewhere in there. And everyone loves bacon for those meat eaters or, you know. I digress. But basically, the idea was that you need to see the bacon in everything. Or you need to see the bacon in, um, you know, that friend who's currently mad at you. What else does that friend bring to the table? Or that person that you have a disagreement with and, you know, may get um, a little sloppy or may get physical or something. You need to see the bacon behind the, like, it's like seeing the lesson, I guess. So None instead of, of seeing is... the bacon here, we're seeing Yeah, seeing them God. as the child. God, God. In, yeah. in any positive light. Yeah, like see God in the chastisement or something. Or see God in the uh, repentance process that someone's going through or see God in the knowledge that you're receiving from others or see God in the example that someone else is putting on for you or see, you know? And I would also, I'm going to, I would also argue that like children are the first ones to recognize or like to, to verbalize that something is like a miracle. Be like, Oh my gosh, like that's a miracle. This mm-hmm. should have never happened. And as adults, we kind of like rationalize and can kind of come up with other reasons for something to happen. But I think that that's like another way that we should try to be more childlike um, in that they they do see and they do seek Heavenly Father in their lives, right? That's one of the common things that they jump to. Whereas as adults, we kind of try to see things rationally before. Yeah, and I like that you bring up with the kids too because... Like kids, they'll like they just have a, a small belief. They, they but it's a pure belief, right? And so I, I know 
some people say the words like I know and stuff when they, when they bear their testimony. And of course that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think when we say, I know a lot of the time, yeah, we're just expressing a strong belief and because that's all we need in order to, to see God, in order to be like God, we just need belief. Um, cause I do know some people who they feel lesser because they don't feel comfortable saying, I know when they bear their testimony. And I think it's important that it's people know it's okay to, to not think, you know, because all we need is, is to believe that's all it's right here in the scripture. It's in the word right there. Yeah. No, just, just a little tangent, but yeah. Yeah. And you can see God. That's awesome. Well, and I think, and, and I think that, like, building on that, like, that might be why, when Caden was saying, like, children see miracles or whatever, um, like, kids are like, oh, like, I saw an angel, like, like my mom's an angel, or, like, something like this, like... You can, are you an oh, angel? Yeah, are, are you an angel? Like, you see that in, in other people more often. Is that a Star Wars like, reference that you just slipped when in? When you have those... That was Anakin, isn't uh, it? It may be. It, it may be. <laughs> yes. It took me a second. Sorry. Shamefully, yes. Sorry to interrupt. Get back to your thought. <laughs> but um, no, but <laughs> oh, that was a close one too. That's that's basically all the thought is. Is like, um, you see, so much more than what someone's sh- just showing, and I think that's that's awesome that we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, those kinds of things. You know, like we've been blessed as children of God, to have the eyes to see him in all things and the ears to hear him in all things. Right. Yeah, and I, I I, like as well, I think when John talks about and says little children, I kind of think that he is talking to everyone. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think that, yeah, he's encouraging us to be like children and even trying to humble us in that way. That, yeah, we, we really should have that all those things that children possess is, is kind of what we're working towards. Maybe not, you know, some of the things that make children um, problematic at times, but um, just, yeah, those base things like children, they're so good at charity and and love. And, and yeah, like we were talking about belief. And, yeah, we, we just need to be much better at that. We need to be children. Totally. In those ways. Yeah, and that's why I think in this paragraph when it says, like, the scriptures record several instances when God the Father has manifested himself to faithful individuals, including John himself. I enjoy the word manifested so much because you can say that either, you know, literally speaking, where, like, he is there, like, right there, or he he made it so that that's how you saw him. Like, um, right. isn't it in the burning bush where... God was seen in the burning bush. It wasn't, I'm, and I don't want to like eat my own words or whatever. And so if someone's listening and knows this a little bit better than I do, I feel like I remember reading somewhere that like it wasn't actually just God standing in this burning bush, but that it was just him manifesting himself in that way. That it was like not to be mistaken that it was anyone else but him. But I don't know. I could be eating my words. Who knows? So someone fact that fact checked that for me, and um, we can move on. But I just I just think it's interesting that they use that word there, manifest himself because of what we just went and talked about. I think that's cool. Like we we can see him in so many different ways, and so I think that's a cool one to end that 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 um, section on.
And our next section is, as I exercise faith in Jesus Christ, I am born again. I can overcome the world. That's a pretty cool phrase. I can overcome the world. Mm-hmm. The world in like a dictatorship manner? Or what do you mean overcoming the world? Like you'll become an overlord or what? what's going on? Well, I think I think in this sense, it just means like <laughs> I can overcome like worldly temptation or like okay. the world in the negative way, like the natural man kind of thing. But the sentence itself sounds pretty. I can become the ruler dope. of the universe through God. Well, we'll see, buddy. Nope, you'll just uh, you'll just yeah. overcome the things of the world. Well, it it even clarifies if we took the time to read it. In the world, ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome hmm. the world. Basically, anything that's bad that's going on through Christ. He can he can minimize it, I guess. Or he has minimized it yeah. already. It's just up to us to accept his help. Yeah, I was going to say, I, <laughs> it was just funny. He has minimized it, I guess. It's like, no, 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 no. He 100%, yeah, has and will continue to. <laughs> just a teensy little bit lighter or smaller for us to have to deal with in a way, Yeah, I guess. I guess. I think that... I think that's one of our there one of our filler words that we all use yeah. is the I guess. Well, and uh, it's hard because we're talking about things that are serious, but we all totally do it. <laughs> one of Braden's is or whatever, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, we can call each other out on them later. Yeah, that's true. That's that's it's funny though, and but it's because I I want to make sure that people remember that. You have to take what we're saying with like a grain of salt in most cases, because there are some times where we truly may have no idea what we're talking about, and uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're just okay. trying to make like, it work. Do you, I think you're like overcorrecting here. Like we generally have some idea of what we're talking about. No, Keaton, we, you don't understand. We I are have not no idea. Is what we're saying. <laughs> like I seriously have no idea. Well, Brian, if you prepared about? once in a while for this podcast, then maybe yeah. you would. Yeah. <laughs> um, JK. Well, um, so, well, it says I'm. I'm gonna bring us back on track as always. <laughs> um, it invites us to ponder First John five verses three to five, and see what it says about overcoming the world. So I'll read that, and you guys can think about it and have answers. Okay. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Grievous. General Grievous. General Grievous. Second Star Wars reference. General Kenobi. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? I think all it said was our faith. Hmm. Our faith is what helps us overcome. Who is he that overcometh the world? Yeah. Yeah. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? When it's That's interesting that, yeah, it's talking about faith, and then it was just talking about how, yeah, no man seen God at any time. So talking about how, yeah, there's some who have seen him, um, but it's all, but then it goes right back and says, but... The most important thing is faith, which is the believing without seeing. And yeah, I think right, that's, that is that's a good point. I didn't even catch that. that. 
because yeah, realistically, as as much as we think that we, you know, might, we none of us will probably see God or or even Christ in our own life, and like obviously that's I don't know, it's not impossible, but that's just a reality, and so it, we really do need faith in order to keep going, and and it's not faith about that they're that they're there necess- well no it is where am i trying to get to yeah it just sounds uh, like I'm you're just saying, saying that I don't have a chance to become a prophet keaton <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding>. I, <laughs> uh, I i guess what i'm trying to say is that yeah it's it's not so much about them being able to be seen it's faith about that they are there that they care that that these things that they've taught us really are true like right. uh, we were talking about early in the episode is that we we get to be reunited with the father again you know if we if we do everything that we need to do and i think sometimes we get caught up in thinking about becoming like the father rather than seeing him again you know like we we think about oh here's all these great things that will come about because i'm a member of the church and because i live the commandments but really all it is is returning to our father having done a good work and done what he asked us to. It's it's not about receiving blessings. It's not about what we get out of it. It's about being born again. Yeah. And, well, it's about and not you, caring about that, just it, doing when you're it because it's the right thing. You don't have a lot to bring to the table other than what's currently given to you in that new state, right? Yeah. So I could probably jump into something a lot. Like, we could go down that hole. But I don't know if anyone wants to go down that hole of like, oh, like when you're just a small baby, the only things that are taught to you are the things that your parents deem most important. And then you could say the same with being born again in Jesus. The things you take with you are what's taught through the gospel. But I'll let everyone else figure that out on their own. When Braden says, I don't want to go down that hole and then proceeds to dive headfirst down that hole. Thanks, Braden. Thanks. What? 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 <laughs> I, I, he did I a little gone, peek. He peeked down the hole. I, I peeked. I stuck. I stuck my hand. Yeah, Braden in it. has truly peeked. It's true. <laughs> it's downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. If, yeah. Sorry if I took us on a bit of a tangent there and kind of lost track. But yeah, I just I think yeah. There's a lot that's very important when we are looking through our motivations in life, and it it's maybe it's just personally revel- relevant to me, where sometimes I just get caught up way too much in the what do I get out of this like why am I believing oh because I get something out of this you know right instead of me believing is what I should be getting out of it yeah God is not an object but he is love but he is love but he is love and one can say that he's not yeah, an object he's a verb love is the most powerful thing in the universe um that's pretty much it for content for the lesson material itself but it does go into the home teaching part because we haven't actually touched on jude yet so i wanted to take the part from home teaching that talks about jude hey jude um so there are it just talks about the spiritual dangers in our lives and so uh, this is it makes sense that it's in the family home evening section because it's inviting families to talk about um like the spiritual dangers that have crept into our family's life kind of thing, and it gives you the opportunity to do a little bit of a family council um, and a little bit of, like, step out of your family, observe, see what is going on and how we can affect, how we can help it. 
Jeez, Family Council is the friggin' bomb. I think of all, I think that's probably one of my favorite things that prophets have talked about in in recent years. Well, recent meaning like the last ten years or something. Like I think some of my favorite times of you know the month or whenever the heck we actually do family council it it's it's just the best i don't know i don't know if you guys have had experiences with that brayden with your with your roommate family council i don't know but uh we don't talk to each other (laughs) about anything other than garbage (laughs) we just say hey who's taking out the garbage oh brayden again okay and then Braden continues to do all the chores. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, but no, it's I just yeah. Sorry, just uh, my a personal uh, witness to the the power of uh, family council and just yeah, talking about real stuff. Well, I mean that's important to like get through in any relationship, yeah. right? Like there's lots of superficial relationships, um, but all of the most valued relationships in my life are ones where like you do get down at the nitty gritty and you do talk about, you know, actual problems and concerns that are going on in your life. And I feel like without, I don't know, without having like a structured opportunity for that, there are lots of people who might not feel comfortable bringing real concerns up with their family. You know, some families aren't close. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, I think it's safe to say that uh, some people have that opportunity to do that a lot on their own like some couples just talk about different things a lot and and that's that's great but yeah for specifically for us it's just a great moment to just say you know what's going on like sure like we can plan but also yeah let's talk about the future let's talk about our budget let's talk about all these things that just don't come up in the day-to-day right and so yeah especially i think as like obviously we're having a kid pretty soon but as the kids grow up and whatnot It'll just be really important as far as protecting them from, you know, the world, like the dangers of the world, being right ready to to stop things and see them before they happen. I can go on for another hour about family council if you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I think the very end where it says, like, what can we do to ensure that peace and love be multiplied? And then it says in our family, but I, I think we can just uh, change that to like in our lives or in our uh, every like in our relationships with others or something well it's important to remember that question like what can we we do to ensure peace and love be multiplied yeah um everyone can everyone has things to work on in every relationship there's always things that you can better um yourselves with and so it's important to just sit down like keaton said and chat about real stuff well and even even with yourself again sorry i'm gonna what can I do to be personally better kind of pondering about your your own feelings about life and everything right like Braden yeah like what can I like do to have peace in my own life during this like inner turmoil of like who am I what am what am I supposed to be doing right now sort of time of my life yeah um cool yeah that's rad man yeah, just remember God is love. Yeah, there's not a whole lot else. Here we can do all things than, through through Christ who strengthens us. Yeah, strengthen other than us. just remembering God is love. Yeah. Get that tattooed on your forehead. Well, uh thanks again for listening. Thanks for coming back. Uh please share the podcast with 
friends, family, people you might be able to reach out to and talk about the gospel. We would really appreciate the the effort from you guys as well. Um, thanks to the lucky bandit, Spencer Rolfson, for our sick intro and outro. Love you. Uh, and have a great week. Yeah. Enjoy your Sunday school lesson, and we'll catch you on the next app. Yeah, love you guys. Yeah, Bye. keep on Christmasing, everybody. Bye.